Welcome to the LDS Missionary Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Evans. This podcast is dedicated to moms who have a missionary out serving or getting ready to serve. Think of this podcast as mission prep for moms. No one talks about moms having a lived experience of their missionary's mission, so this is just the place. You get to grow and expand in ways that you haven't considered. Thanks for listening, and without further ado, I'll let you into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. I am really excited to introduce a guest that I have with me today. Her name is Amy, and she was part of my pilot program that I ran a few months ago that is for missionary moms. So welcome, Amy. Hello. Thanks for having me today. So first off, just tell us a little bit about you and, you know, like, when did your missionary leave? And is it your first? Just let us get to know you a little bit. Okay. Well, I have three kids. This is my, this was my first missionary, but it was my second child. And he had just left the MTC when I found out about your program and it was starting like a couple weeks. So I was like, this is it. I need this. <laughs> okay. So he's currently out serving right now then. Correct. Okay. So how did you find me? Oh, that's a good question. I found you, you had posted on the missionary mamas, the huge page that you were looking for people to try out, I believe the pilot program. And you explained it a little bit like mom supporting moms. And I was like, please, I need you. Like if one more person tells me it's the greatest thing ever. And I'm over here going like, this is literally destroying me. Like I needed to know that I was okay. So knowing that there was going to be support for the mom side was amazing to me. So I was, I don't know, was I the first one to sign up? Was I like, <laughs> I, you know, I don't actually remember like the order. Um, but yeah, I think that it was like super exciting when you signed up. Um, and I loved the, some of the things that you shared in the questionnaire. And so I was like, oh yeah, this is a perfect match. This is totally for her. Oh, good. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me a little bit more about like when people say, this is so wonderful. Like what was happening with you? Oh, that's great so even beforehand everyone they would kind of be like oh that's so exciting but then you could just like I can read people pretty well and I'm always like what is that little like there was just a little like more but they don't say it so when I dropped off my missionary <laughs> I had prepped myself and I we had talked about it and I was like I'm not gonna cry I'll wait till I drive away in that horrible horrible parking garage and I like we pulled up and there's just like missionaries walking away and I'm just bawling and I'm just like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm just dropping my kid off in a dark parking garage. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't as emotional, quote unquote, like the crying part, but I just kept going like, what, what am I doing? Why did we do this? And people would be like, how's your missionary? And I'd be like, I, you know, I haven't really more like, in the middle of the night, they took him in a van to where he was going. And I haven't heard from him since, you know, like there's these weird things that I'm like, why do you keep telling me this is so great? I haven't seen the great part yet. Right. Okay. So, so you saw my post on Missionary Mom Facebook page. And so then you wanted to sign up and um, what were you hoping to gain from? Like, what were, what were you hoping that it was going to be? Well, I was hoping that it would be like similar people, I guess, that maybe weren't so idealistic about it. Not that it was like a bad thing, but just be like, tell me that I'm okay. Tell me he's going to be okay and help me kind of navigate this new thing that 
nobody told me about at all. Like literally it was like save money, but they forgot the whole, like save the, the, that double that amount to prep for the mission. Like all that money was gone. Like someone help me walk me through this process. I need, I needed a little handholding for this new literal journey we were on. Yeah. And it's like, there's mission prep that kind of, kind of preps the missionaries, kind of. Kind of, barely. Yeah, barely. And and then, but there's nothing for moms and we're just like, good luck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Pay for it and then live through it. But I hope you're okay. Right. Yeah. Like there's no talking about it. Like really, it's all very superficial for some reason when everyone talks about it. So I wanted someone to be like on the same page that I was on. Okay. So did you find that in the community? Totally. So there was, I mean, everybody was in different stages, which was great. Like some were like, this is a little harder than I thought. And then there was me was like, and so we were all kind of along that spectrum of where we were, but to have that camaraderie and to know that someone else was on the same journey and like was willing to be real to me was what I needed. Yeah. So what was like the number one takeaway that you learned that like you kind of helped you like think, okay, I'm not, first of all, I'm not alone, but like what, what else? (laughs) That really was the biggest one. The biggest takeaway was that we as mothers can grow just as much as our missionaries while they're on their mission. We are also on our own mission of having them be away and having them grow and we get to grow alongside them. So like learning about balancing our nervous system. Like we can apply what you teach us in everyday life, but you taught it in this focus of helping ourselves help our missionaries. Yeah. So like just learning that we get to learn and grow too. Yeah. And like, just to give some context to the, to the audience, we talk about nervous system and how our nervous system, like most people know about fight, flight, or freeze. Um, but it's being able to recognize when our nervous system is activated and it, it happens quite often when our kids are you know overseas or in another state or you know wherever they're serving and we we have no control of what's happening and so our nervous system is looking for danger because that's our job as a mom is to keep our kids alive and so our nervous system is like kind of wrecked when it goes, they, they go away and we can't see what's happening. Totally. Yeah. And well, and you use a great example. Is it burnt toast or is it, is the house on fire? And so we really are going to make sure it's about that someday, but just recognizing it, like, are you having like the actual meltdown that it feels like, or is it just feel scary for a minute? Right. Yeah. And being able to like really embrace and be able to calm your own nervous system is so critical because otherwise we get activated and we stay in this very activated state. And then the rest in the rest of our life, we're showing up in these very activated ways too. Right, That's true. Yeah. We still got other kids at home that kind of need a mom. <laughs> yeah. So let me, I'll just give an example for the audience and this has nothing to do with the mission, but just as an example, I have another son that rides saddle bronc and he got bucked off uh, one time he was it was actually last year on new year's eve and he got bucked off and then the horse like tromped him right so i'm like watching this 1300 pound animal like tromp my son like a rag doll right he, he actually was okay he got up and he's like mom only my pants are ripped i'm i'm he's wearing a safety vest like i'm totally fine but i was still very activated so it's New Year's Eve. I go home. I had two younger kids. I immediately 
you need to come home right now. And they're like, mom, it's New Year's Eve and it's not midnight. I'm like, I don't care. Right. And so like looking back, I could see like, oh, of course I was gathering everything into the nest because I just had gone through this like, ah, experience. And so it's being able to like acknowledge it. And it's part of our, it's just part of our makeup and our nervous system is working for us. And we just have to learn how to calm it down when we need to. And it's brilliant. I mean, you, and you do that very well. So that's why I, I literally, you said like, who is this for? And we'll probably get to that a little more depth, but it's for everybody. Like we all male, female, missionary, not missionary need to learn this aspect of learning to calm our nervous system and just having it, knowing we have a choice that you're not just reactive all day long. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and when, and being able to recognize like that when, when I am like, how do I tend to myself so that I can like get myself back into a calmer state and right. Sometimes it's totally warranted. We need to be, we need to be fight, flight, or freeze. Like there's things going on in the world. Right. And sometimes that's warranted. Like we're getting mugged. Okay. Like we need to run or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's also being able to identify like those emails that we get or the phone calls we get can some kind get triggering because our kids are struggling. And it's an, our natural propensity is to like, want to gather them back up, mm-hmm. not let them struggle. Yeah. And a, a month beforehand, they were in our house and we could help them and we could, you know, more go to bat regardless of whether it is. And now we're told just to keep quiet. So there's like a little bit of a, like, how did they grow that much in that month where now they're literally on their own, living on their own. There's something like psychologically messed up and about that like what what changed in that month you know like right right yeah so what's helped you like be able to navigate when your missionary is struggling like what do you do for you when he's struggling well so deep breathing i mean is a huge one like before you can open it up be like okay i know there's probably something coming down right now and i'm not going to describe it correctly but you did you had a great acronym but it was recognizing that the thought doesn't necessarily equate to the meeting is what, like what we think isn't actually what is always happening. Like you can ask yourself, is it true? Is that actually happening hundred percent all the time? Or is that just what it feels like? Now yeah. you explain that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's like questioning your own thoughts, right? So yeah. like we have these thoughts and we make, we make stories out of like what's happening. And sometimes we catastrophize things because that's the normal propensity of our brain is that negative bias. And so we like to spin these very big stories. And that's like, I think that's very common. And if you've raised kids and you have teenagers and they, let's say they get home late, later than they were supposed to, then you know how your brain starts like, oh my gosh, what if they slid off the road? What if they're, what if they're in the ditch? Like, what if nobody can see them? What if, right? And our brain comes up. Should we call the hospitals? (laughs) Yes. Should I call the hospital? Should I call the sheriff? Like, I don't know. Right. And, and then, and then they get home and you're like, why are you late? And they're like, we were watching a movie and it wasn't over. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, well, I thought you were dead in a ditch. <laughs> they're like rolling it. Mom, it's no big deal. Right. From there end, they're like, it was four minutes. Give me a yeah. break. Yeah. Yeah. But that's still like, that's just like the, the way our brain works. And it's being able to question those thoughts as they come up because our brain is trying to put context and stories to what's happening and so sometimes our brain feeds us some whoppers and we don't have to believe them 
we we have that option to be able to question and to and to really dive into that. So during during the program, how did you feel like we like I was able to support any questions or anything that came up for you? I think you were a hundred percent able to support it. A because. I didn't feel like there was any wrong questions. Like that was the environment or like the group that you were able to establish. And I'm not using the right word, but like we could say like, I am having a hard time with this, or I know I'm not supposed to quote unquote, but this is what I'm thinking. So just creating that like container where we could ask questions, but I also loved the fact that there were other people. So when they would ask you questions, I'd be like, Oh, I that, but I, you know, I never, thought to ask that or like, oh, she explained or she, you know, told about an experience, one of the other members. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put that in my memory bank. Cause what if that, when that comes up, I'm going to be ready now. So it was just like, it was so important to be able to hear other people's situations and other, how other people reacted maybe well or not well, just to see like, oh, how would I have played that before it happens? Cause more than likely it's going to happen somehow in my life. So it was just nice to be able to kind of walk through almost like role playing, but real life role playing from other people. Yeah. Yeah. There is some benefit of like watching somebody else kind of get coached on something because mm -hmm. it does apply to your own situation in some way or it will. And so, yeah, bringing that up, I think a group setting is so um, important for that aspect because sometimes we're like, yeah, we're good. Like, my missionary emailed this week and everything's great. So I don't have anything, you know, coming up, but somebody else does. And so we're able to, you know, kind of address those and talk through them and validate and support. And it may be your turn next. It's so true. It's so true. Like just to have already heard how someone else walked through that, like you can either choose to do it the same way or be like, maybe that wasn't the best way. So I'm going to try option B this time or yeah, I don't have to make all the same mistakes if someone else has already done it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and I remember one time that you brought up that I can't remember the exact situation with your missionary, but you were able to ask him questions and you, so can you, do you remember that? Can you tell us a little bit about that and how, and how you were able to empower him. Don't actually remember the specific situation. I mean, I do remember you, you teaching us that like a, instead of jumping in and solving the problem, ask him what he thinks about it. Ask him what ideas does he have? Like, instead of just rescuing being like giving him that ownership, but also in like the safety of like, but I'm here to help. So, but I do not actually remember the actual situation. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's okay. Yeah, because I think that's like really helpful because like our missionaries, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes they confide in us about what's going on. Sometimes we find out after the mission. <laughs> that's fun, I'm sure. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when they do confide, it is like a skill that they get to learn on building their own ability to solve problems. Yeah. And I think one other thing that we touched on that is like obedience is nuanced. So I'm going to give a, an example because we talk a lot and you hear a lot of people like be obedient, be obedient, be obedient. So I'm going to give an example of happened, what happened to one of my boys um, on his mission. He had a companion that, that was new and it was after hours. So it was like 930 and they weren't supposed to be out. 
and he was in a pretty dangerous area and his companion wanted to go across this field and buy like a, a dessert yogurt, frozen yogurt thing. And my son was like, we can't, it's after hours. And the companion was like, I'm going without you. So my son felt like, okay, I have to be obedient and stay with my companion, but it's nuanced, right? Because you have the rules of being in at 930 and you have the rules of staying with your companion. And what do you do, right? And some of those scenarios are really good to like go through. So my son went with him because he felt like that was the priority. And then they ended up getting mugged. And so they didn't go back with any dessert. They just went back, you know? Oh. <laughs> and, and I mean, hopefully the companion learned something there that like, there's a reason for the, the staying in at night. But yeah, but I just wanted to point out, like sometimes our kids, they don't know because obedience, it, there's, there's two different ways or it's nuanced. And so, right. yeah, just being able to like still try and like, see their way through it and still try to make decisions and not berate themselves for, you know, not being a hundred percent obedient all the time. Like yes. you're just doing the best you can. That's like, I mean, started with Adam and Eve, right? Like literally that's what we're here to like navigate those. Do I partake of the fruit or do I multiply and replenish the earth? Like you told me to, I don't know which one to do. Yeah. But even just talking, like, I know it wasn't that exact situation, but I remember you bringing something similar up where it was like, do you do this or that? Like, which is the right one? Cause it's either and, or neither. Um, but bringing up those like questions to my missionary, like, I remember, I don't even know if it was in, I think it was in the group, but they were like, they needed to know where to turn off the water for the bath or the oh, toilet right? Or something over. And I'm like, I messaged him like, do you know how to turn? Or like, like, Hey, this is a good heads up. Go locate now you're welcome but just little things like that situation that you just brought up or you know where do you turn off the water at your location just things like that you don't think you needed to train your kid on you know yeah well i mean because like if the the toilet's flooding we usually just turn them off we never like gather the family and say look what's happening here and let me do a demonstration like that doesn't look we're like like ah, emergency turn off the water also they never even where you were turning off the water, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that post and I thought it was so funny. I made a video and sent it to my son. Oh. This is this is how you turn off the water. Do you know this? Make sure you go look. If it looks different, send me a video. <laughs> so important. Just little tidbits. Like that's the beauty of being in a group such as this. Like where you just get little tidbits. Like whoever would have thought that was something they would need to do. But like, I'm probably like six months from now, he's going to be like, thanks for telling me like the toilet overflowed. We saved the house, you know? Like, right. Was Absolutely. That's so good. Is there anything else that you would like to mention that you think would benefit other missionary moms? Well, other than to join the group, like, are you going to do the pre-recorded, or are you doing live ones again or both? So I'm actually doing live ones until this summer and then this summer i've got something really big that i'm very excited about but not ready quite yet to announce but awesome. right, yeah so i have an eight week session that's coming up and Great. so it's one week of teaching concepts one week of integrating one week of teaching that way we integrate just a little bit more give a little bit more space and time to really understand and practice 
the things that we're learning about. So, and that one starts on the 23rd of January and it's not full. So if you are interested, what do you think, Amy? Should they join? I think they all should join. Like, and again, I, like mine was perfect timing for me because my missionary had just left. But even if your missionary is partway through or halfway through, or they just got home, like there's still so much that you can learn about yourself in this forum. So I say anybody and everybody, if you're hearing this, sign up. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best endorsement. Thank you so much, Amy. All right, you guys, that's what I have for you today. I was really grateful for you coming on, Amy, and, and contributing. So I'm sure I will see you in the group. Sure. All right. And everybody, that's what we have for today. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.